I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. And sometimes the amount of stories that make their way to us means that we simply can't cover everything that comes our way. But from time to time, a story just stays with me, and I feel compelled to share it with you and give you my thoughts. And now, one more thing. Jacksonville's conservative sheriff calls black-on-black crime a genocide in our communities. This is the uh, headline of an article from Alternet written by Brandon Gage that I came across. And I feel like this has inspired a thought that I need to share. Um, Black-on-black crime is a persistent myth that has plagued our community and influenced the national dialogue with respect to black people um, negatively for many decades. And when I come across things like this, it's important for me to speak on it. Now, um, I'm going to read a bit about this article. Florida Sheriff T.K. Waters responded to the August 26th racially motivated mass shooting at a Dollar General that left three black residents dead and a community devastated. President Joe Biden called Waters shortly after the massacre and told him that he was doing a good job and that he was a pro. 
but it was Biden's next remark that struck a nerve within Waters, a black conservative. The Messenger's Mark Caputo reports. White supremacy is our biggest terrorist threat, Biden said, according to Caputo. However, Waters holds a different perspective. Quote, there's more problems in the inner city, urban America, than the threat of white supremacy, unquote, Waters told Caputo. He goes on to say, a genocide in our communities is taking place, and no one wants to talk about it. When you have thousands of young black men killing each other in our inner cities every year, and a bunch in Jacksonville and all over the place, that's an issue inside the community that needs to be taken care of. Now, this sheriff is a black conservative sheriff who had to respond to a mass shooting. Um, he has since become a hero to a lot of conservatives who, who he affirms their reality. Um, he is a black man, so it allows these conservative folks to feel like their opinion is, is less biased. And, um, he's a sheriff. And so I think that across the board in this country, we have been indoctrinated to really trust what police say, trust their perspectives and so forth. But the fact of the matter is that police are humans and humans are often wrong. Humans often don't have the complete perspective to offer anything worthwhile to a conversation. Humans have shortcomings, myself included. So I don't want to say that he's wrong, but I do want to say that there's something that definitely needs to be added here. Now, if you've listened to the show for some time, you know that I have a problem with the phrase black on black crime. Uh, the implications there are just like, you know, uh, Officer Waters was parroting that black people are responsible for our own problems and responsible for our own solutions to our problems. Um, and the more of us that buy into that, the more comfortable it makes the powers that be because they have done a very good job of insulating themselves from their responsibility to black Americans. We're not talking about just slavery. We're not talking about just Jim Crow. We're not talking about just the black codes. We're not talking about just uh, the unfair distribution of the GI Bill. We're not just talking about the unfair distribution of the New Deal. We're not just talking about unfair disparities in judicial sentencing. We're not just talking about over-policing. We're not just talking about the war on drugs. We're not just talking about housing discrimination. We're not just talking about redlining. We're not just talking about environmental racism. There's a lot more that this country has actively done to harm black people. And the more distance that our politicians, particularly those on the right, can put in between what was done to black people and what outcomes are actively shaping the outcomes in black lives, um, the more comfortable those people can be. 
That distance makes people very comfortable. Hey, listen, those problems, they're not our problems. You guys need to fix that yourself. Well, how about that? And then again, Officer Waters affirming that allows those same conservatives, often enough, to see, yeah, see? See, he's saying exactly what I've been saying. There's no white privilege. I got to work for my stuff same as anyone else. And I've said this recently, white privilege, for those that don't know, isn't necessarily getting a head start. White privilege is getting to start at the starting line. You have no strikes against you on day one of your life. So you're not starting behind the starting line for those that aren't keeping up there. But here's what I want to say. When people t talk about crime rates, when people talk about black on black crime, people talk about this sort of stuff. You know, these things started to kind of uh, rise up in terms of national attention in the 80s when crack was introduced to black neighborhoods. Black on black crime, black on black crime. They're, they're killing each other. And for those that know, um, that was introduced to black neighborhoods by the government, by the FBI, black neighborhoods to fund some sort of effort in South America. Black people were disposable. So we were used and our communities were devastated by crack cocaine. We had to beat that. It took a long time, and I'm proud of us for beating it, but that's what happened. And black people have never had money in this country. Black people are humans, so there are those of us who are ambitious. And if we have an opportunity where no other opportunities exist, those of us who are more ambitious might try to exploit those opportunities. That is a human condition. That is not a black condition. And introducing this new economic system into poor black neighborhoods is dangerous. So we're talking about black on black crime. Have you ever heard of Jewish on Jewish crime? Of course not. That's silly. But let me give you an example just so that you have a parallel. So. I heard a story about the Holocaust where um, my Jewish brothers and sisters were in these, uh, these concentration camps. And they were very hungry, malnourished, and they would all be grouped in cages. What would happen is one of the guards would throw in a piece of bread. And then all the Jewish people would fight each other to try to get the bread. Would you consider that Jewish on Jewish crime? Now let's talk about black on black crime. Because now you're starting to understand the types of circumstances that lead to the narrative that these folks on the right really wish was true. Again, to distance themselves from their responsibility. From their input from the source of their privilege. 
everybody over there would really like to think that it was all hard work. That it was them doing it all by themselves and that the, the, the deck wasn't stacked in their favor. They would really love for that to be true. I need you to ask yourself, do you really think that black people are born, live a couple of years, and then decide, you know what? I hate black people. Let me go kill some. Who would do that? Now, ask yourself, if a black person was born, maybe ambitious, or maybe just wanting to stay alive, provide something for their family, provide some security for themselves, provide a way out of their immediate circumstances, anything, a modicum of ambition. And then they come across an opportunity to change their immediate here and now. Might they not resort to crime? Again, in our Jewish example, you could call that assault, couldn't you? You could call that Jewish on Jewish crime, couldn't you? But you won't. But sure, you'll look at black people doing that. There's no grace when it comes to black people. There's no, well, you have to consider the, the circumstances. Looking at black people, nope, it's just black on black crime. Just like Officer Waters said. There's more to this. Now, I've looked this up. I've had this conversation. I've had this conversation with you. But I do want to hear from you. And this time, I want you to look this up as well. Google, absolutely free. Black on black crime myth. Read a few articles. See how it was spun. See where it came from. See the point. Again, to distance. To, to, to shift the conversation away from, here's what the black community needs from our government. Two, the government owes you nothing. You need to fix these problems. A way to divert the conversation. A way to, again, distance people from their responsibilities to black people. I want you to look that up and then reach out to me. And then let's have a real conversation. Because as long as people like this have a stage and a microphone, and they can keep that myth alive by breathing life into it. It's going to persist, but it's up to us to push back in our immediate circles of influence and to develop a conversation between us that is fortified, that can withstand this narrative that these people are really hoping to chronicle for all eternity. You know where to find me at Ramses Jaw on all social media, or of course you can use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. Let's talk soon. All right. Till we do peace. This has been a production of the black information network. Today's show is produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share. Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media. Join us tomorrow as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast.
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.